Hello, 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 what a do, what a do. Welcome back to another episode of The Line to Mastery. It is an honor to welcome back to the podcast my brother, Wyatt Dixon. Wyatt is a producer of Spicy Beats under the name of Just Like You Imagined and a powerful storyteller in the form of videos. This is the second time that Wyatt appears on the podcast and he brings so much value in heat. We talk about the growth that we've experienced since the last time we recorded a podcast together over a year ago, a powerful weekend that he was just coming off that had a lot of immense and profound paradoxical lessons, as well as power versus force. This podcast is deep and the areas that we cover in this episode is a testament to the wisdom of this old soul in the form of a six foot eleven incredible human being named Wyatt Dixon. Initially, we were going to create this podcast around his video course that he's been creating around telling video stories with purpose. And then the podcast just turned into a very organic conversation around paradoxes and power and telling your unique story and how we simply get better at doing it by doing it. One of my biggest takeaways within this podcast is that forgetting is a feature, not a bug in this game of life. So it's an honor to have Wyatt back on the podcast to share this conversation with you all. And I'm excited for you to tap in and listen. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Athletic Performance Accelerator. This is my 90-day mindset transformation program for athletes. We launch on July 19th, so next week, and there's a few more spots for athletes that are ready to embody a fearless mindset and to take charge of their nervous system, especially under high-stress performances. Everything in this program I embody already and have used to transform my life into a highline professional, an entrepreneur, and a podcast host. So this is the cultivation of my life's work. And as an athlete, everything that I'm doing in here from programming my subconscious mind to regulating the nervous system to dialing in habits and routines and understanding psychocybernetics and a deep respect for the process and course correction and getting back on the path when we fall off the path. All of these lessons that I've learned over the past six years with highlining and studying and living as an athlete and a human being is alchemized into a 90 day transformation program. So this is the first time I'm running it. I'm offering a massive discount for those that are going to drop in to this beta test with me. And I'm really excited to run this thing, get the feedback and see what's working, what's not working and just create one of the dopest processes for athletes to transform their mindsets. So if this is resonating with you, I am going to launch on the 19th. So we have about a week and I'm just so excited to run this thing. So go ahead, reach out to me on Instagram. Let's fill these spots up and accelerate your athletic performance. So much love. Thank you 
for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. And without further ado, here is Wyatt Dixon. You are welcome. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. So the uh, journey um, over the course of a year since we last dropped into the podcast has been wild. Yeah. I feel like a completely different person. Every week. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I'm amazed. I'm continually amazed by how constant the, the growth is and how like, I don't know the right word. It's not profound, but I mean, it's perfect. Like for lack of a better word, like how, how seamlessly everything seems to fit together from, it's almost like a movie where something is foreshadowed months before it's like in July you get this whisper and then in October you're like, Oh my God. (laughs) It's like everything is continually coming together in this amazing way. And in that, I often wish that I would, not think about it so much and not try to put the pieces together. Cause it's almost more, there's a lack of trust in trying to put all the pieces together all the time mm-hmm. and trying to solve the riddle, you know? Yeah. Cause maybe you're trying to put together dots that actually don't belong together. Yeah. And then you're just skewing this picture of your life that, yeah. um, has more mystery and surprises. And yeah. dots that you can even anticipate right now. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like though that there's a lot of exponential growth happening, even in the moments where I'm taking steps backwards, it feels like, or digressing, like zooming out. I know I'm progressing forwards and growing a lot. And I don't know if it's just like this age that we're at, if it's the year 2021, if it's all the people we're around. I think it's probably a blend of a lot of things, but it just feels at this moment in time that we're fucking growing so much faster than I've ever experienced in my life before. Yeah. And the story that I hear told and the story that I've told myself at times, and I'm not entirely certain of because I feel like putting in my, putting my eggs in any like prophetic basket feels like a doomed plan almost, but like, the story that I've heard is that we are growing this fast and that because we are called to something magnificent, like there's something very profound in the future, you know, it could be a catastrophic event where we have to have strong community and something solid to hold us down while the world explodes outside of our doors. It could be a moment where our sovereignty is threatened by you know, the powers that be like whatever movie plot you want to lay onto it. That's what it has felt like to me. However, I have a lot of resistance to being like, that's it. That's the thing. That's what I'm preparing for. Um, because that's a lot of anxiety. That's a lot of pressure to be like, Oh, am I doing enough? Am is it, am I going to be okay? Is my family going to be okay? Are my friends going to be okay? Like I get it. Those, preparations and to live with a higher purpose is important. It also feels like it also feels like a surefire way to go crazy too. So I take that with a grain of salt and feel into it with a grain of salt. But the interesting thing about it, like actually we could just dive into like the biggest thing that's been coming up for me recently 
and I'll have to be very vague about it. But if you want to go there, it's it's pretty dope, and it's like the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah, right let's now. do it. I think before we dive in, um, just the quote: like it's better to be a warrior in the garden in the garden as opposed to a gardener at war. Yeah, and. I know you connect with a warrior's path Mm -hmm. and to just like show up, chop wood, carry water, do the best that you can every single day and prepare, um, is better than not doing it. You know, like there's no substitution for daily preparation and whether, um, like everything just ends up being sunshine and rainbows, which it probably will not be. It just, it feels better viscerally in my body to prepare. Yeah, I do. I do resonate with that a lot where, you know, you'd rather have a gun and not need it than need it and not have one. That famous adage. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a lot to feel into as a previously, um, hopelessly irresponsible person that I was like four or five years ago where I wanted no responsibility, no weight, no, you know, grand purpose. Like I ached for it deep inside, but when the time came to bear, you know, a heavy burden, I was like, fuck all that. That is way too much for me right now. So coming from that place, this feels overwhelming at times, but then when it really comes down to it, it is just doing the basic shit every day and doing like relatively easy things that you kind of just have to nudge yourself a little bit to do. And then you're able to make whatever impact on the world or on your life that you're meant to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super simple. Like it's as easy to do as it is not to do. And I think that's why a lot of people are not doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then once you have the neural pathways, because you've cut the grooves deep enough to where you feel called to prepare, you feel called to train, you feel called to meditate and, you know, learn self-defense or what have you. Um, that's when it becomes, way easier to do than easy not to do yeah yeah that's a great point but yeah man fucking dive right in okay what's been alive for you okay i'm gonna try i'm gonna try my best to articulate this um and i do have to be vague about the details of the situation for people's like personal um protection in this moment personal protection for their privacy in this moment um But essentially, I was in this um, extremely heightened and indulgent state recently where I had every every friend, every experience, music and substances and, you know, community and everything. It was like it was like a, you know, how people describe Burning Man, where it's just sensory overload. It's everything all at once. And it's just like, ah, it's like the heightened 3d reality experience where it's like freedom and and heightened states of consciousness through different medicine, we'll call it. And all your best friends and you're dancing and there's crazy music. And it's just like the heightened ego experience. Right. And there came this point where I felt like I had reached the pinnacle of it. And I was like, I still felt this emptiness on the inside. Like I still felt this hole, like I wanted something. And I just had this moment of clarity of like, what the fuck else do I want? Like, what else do I want? This is crazy. I'm in, 
every dream I could possibly imagine compressed into one moment. And I still feel this like emptiness inside me. And I had been resisting doing something the entire time. And I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to do this right now. It's time. And I turn and I see the person that can facilitate this for me. And I go, wow, what a, what a synchronicity. He's right fucking there. And I go, okay, it's time. And I do the thing and I start feeling, it started to feel like the dream was going to collapse. Like that, that heightened state was like, oh, you can't handle this anymore. And it's going to fall apart. And then in this moment, everything just stopped. All the substances wore off. All the heightened emotions wore off. Everything just stopped in a moment. And I'm completely sober, completely lucid, completely clear. And all the external sensations were now in my chest. And I was like, oh my God, I broke the game. I broke the fucking game. Like I pushed it to its absolute limit and it imploded on it. It collapsed on itself and it stopped being about the experience and the chasing the high and chasing this dragon. And I felt wholeness within me. And I was like, holy shit, I did it. I found the thing. I found the thing that I've been searching for the whole time, you know, in all the movies, it's like, Oh, the treasure was friendship all along. You know, they go on these adventures and slay the dragons, but the important thing was within them the entire time. And it was kind of like this weird, like fucked up version of that. And I just felt whole inside myself for the first time really that I can remember where it was actual, like visceral wholeness. And I started just getting download after download, like all of this clarity on my life. And the biggest piece of clarity I had was like, oh, life is this endless paradox. Every, every religion, every life path, all of these different things, we're trying to solve these riddles and there's no riddle to be solved. Mm. There's nothing there. It's all like smoke and mirrors in an illusion. And I just had this profound moment of clarity of like, there's actually nothing to chase. There's, there's goals and things like you can live your life and do what you want to do, but there was no sense of lack. Like there was some answer that I was looking for. I was like, I'm, I'm the answer. Life is the answer. Each present moment is the answer. And I know that people say these things, all the time, but it was the first time that I had that like gnosis in my body of that where I could viscerally feel it and go, Oh my God, there's nothing to be sought after in life other than right here, right now. Like that's the only thing. So it was like, you know, this, this contrast of maximum searching and maximum reaching and grabbing for something that would make me feel good to then the complete opposite of, maximum wholeness and maximum satisfaction within myself and needing absolutely nothing from nobody. And as soon as I entered that state, everything became a game. It became fun. It became a choice. And the way that the world responded to me after that moment with that wholeness was like, why would I ever want to live in any way other than this ever? If like the feeling was everything that I did, the world smiled back at me. Everything that I chose to do, it was easy and effortless. Like it was this 
magnificent switch other like, because my base level reality that I knew was a lot of like reaching a lot of like, Oh, maybe this will make me feel okay. Or, you know, ah, I just need to, I need to go on this journey right now. I'm really not feeling like I understand right now. I need some answers. And I was always like looking for something and there was like nothing to be found the whole time. It was all, you know, experiences and practices and things to clear out space within myself so that I could see that there was nothing to, there was nothing to fill, like to grab, to fill me with anymore. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense to you being like, I can feel the story being as vague as it is, is not as cool as if I could just tell the story straight up. But I hope that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and there's so much there. I, I think what really comes up for me around when you had that shift, do you feel like it's almost like this dance between consumption and creation? Mm -hmm. And when you decided to like set down this desire to like consume, consume, consume and search outside yourself and bring that energy back into yourself and create, that's when the world started to respond to you a little bit more. Yeah. Um, just in, in resonance and flow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was very profound to me because, um, throughout my time there, there were a lot of moments where I felt very empty inside, which is interesting. And that's, um, I think that's a symptom of like how I've walked for most of my life in, you know, most people know me as like a pretty happy and excited person, but generally I'm like pretty somber and cynical and like pessimistic, I guess, in a lot of ways. Like I have a, um, like a hurt, dark pattern of, of thoughts and, and behaviors and things that, um, have been really difficult to handle, you know, to manage and to, to live with. And it's, I think that that's been the thing that has led me to think like, oh, okay, it's just one more ayahuasca retreat away or one more cambo ceremony away, or I didn't do breath work this morning. That's why I feel like shit. You know, it was like always putting things on what I did or, you know, how I was showing up and like a very critical voice on the inside. So there were a lot of moments throughout this time where I felt that emptiness and I felt like people could feel it because they can like people, whether they know it or not, can feel when you're showing up out of integrity with the moment, you know, and you can feel it when other people show up to you that way where it's like, oh shit, this person really wants something for me and I can't give that to them. And to be able to see that, like that thing fold in on itself and flip back around was such a blessing because I knew, I knew right away without even trying that the world was going to respond better to me. And it wasn't that I had expectations around it. It was just a knowing that things were going to go better and that I was going to feel like everything was in accord and that there was no way that I could tarnish this moment. And then when, you know, insecure thoughts or some sense of lack would come up, it was like, Oh, I see you not, I have to immediately indulge you to fix this problem. It was just like, huh, that's funny. I, I could notice it from a higher perspective and not, 
immediately fall into the trap because I didn't know how to handle it. So it was a great thing that I knew wasn't going to last forever. I knew there was going to be a crash and a come down from that experience. I was going to return to my normal life and, you know, have to recover and put the pieces back together and integrate in whatever way felt right. And as I felt into it, I was like, I don't even know if there is a way to integrate something like this. Cause then that puts so much pressure on me to remain in that state. It puts so much pressure on me to always be full and to always have love for myself and love for the world and to walk with this effortless flow in life where the world responds to me so beautifully. And instead I just let it go and was like, great. That was, that was a good time. And I woke up the next morning and I felt like shit, (laughs) (laughs) obviously, you know, it was a very heightened party environment, you know, and like, to come out of that and just go, yeah, that was, that was dope. I learned a lot from it and sharing it. Now I can feel that like bubbling back up within me. So, you know, it's provided a map for how to be in the world. And hopefully now, um, the seeking of those situations will be significantly less like that. I, it won't be such a, such a, um, strong drive for that. Cause you know, I, it felt like I was always chasing a peak experience, like another party with close friends, or like I said, another medicine retreat or some transformative experience or some heightened success, like something like that, that would make me feel that way. And so now it feels like, what, what do I want to do? Like, what, what can I do? What can I become rather than I have to do this right now. Like it's non-negotiable and that I have to, otherwise I'm going to beat myself up or I'm going to fail. It's, it now feels like such a a place of, of power rather than, you know, forcing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As you're talking about reading power versus force. Great book. Yeah. Pretty much. Have you read David Mm -hmm. Hawkins? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've read both uh, power versus force and letting go. Yeah. Those are two. I've read those two and I just started map of consciousness. Um, last night, actually, I just kind of skipped to the middle of the book and started reading a passage that called to me and it's, it's all of his stuff is great. It feels very like fundamentally sound. Like it feels very not woo woo. Like it feels very much like, Oh, duh. Like this is just how things are. Yeah, when you read it, it almost feels like common sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, this is totally legit. Yeah. Um, I feel, just to go back to the experience and, like, the integration of it, I feel the way you integrate it is by just remembering what it felt like to have that feeling in your body and knowing that that's there. You know, like, that has its own energetic imprint that you can tap into at any point in time. Yeah. Does it serve you to do that all the time? Maybe not. I don't know if that's... Mm-hmm. Um, the way to maneuver around the world all the time. Yeah. Um, because it, it seems like that's almost like an egoless state. Yeah. And so in a way, so what was interesting is that this, this event was, uh, three nights and after the first night I was like, Whoa, that was a, that was a soul night. Like the way that everything unfolded, I was like, that was for my soul. And it was for everyone else's souls, like the way that people were talking about their, their experience. It very much felt like that was, um, 
that was revealing a lot to people. There was a, a ton of flow. Everyone was very cohesive. Um, I didn't see any like problems emerge, if that makes sense. Like it felt like everyone was very much in this effortless place. The second night was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and even before that night, I was like, this is the ego night. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, last night was the soul. Tonight is the ego night. And then the next night is going to be the union of the two. Watch, I guarantee you I'm correct. And sure enough, it unfolded exactly like that. So it didn't feel like it was a complete egoless state. Like I very much knew I was Wyatt. I very much acted as if I was Wyatt. Like I, I acted in ways that were effortless, that got me validation. And I, I knew it was going to, and I didn't care. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like my, like after that moment, my ego was out of control, but I didn't beat myself up for like soaking in this peak ego experience and being like, damn dude, you're really insecure. You're really chafe. You want to like dance this way or make this funny joke or something like that. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, why else do I have this construct if I'm not going to use it, if I have to throw it away and let it dissolve. So it very much felt like it was a perfect blend of the two. Whereas the very first night felt like I was completely out of the way. Like I was a, a passenger, you know, just allowing this experience to unfold. And then the second night I was my ego fully just getting my ass kicked as my ego <laughs> died. And I had all of these really challenging experiences. So yeah, it very much felt like I could viscerally understand that there an another paradox that came up is that people talk about the ego and the soul being separate and there's no separation after that experience, after feeling it, I feel there's no separation between the two. Like we get, we get tripped up in trying to identify things and trying to compartmentalize things. And I think that that is actually a trick of the ego to say that things are separate and to say that there is um, some strong distinction between the ego and the soul. I have a close friend of mine who went to Soltara, the ayahuasca center in, in Costa Rica. Mm. And he had this amazing, amazingly difficult experience where he went into like, I think the way he described it was this place of infinite potential. And so in the place of infinite potential, there was no, um, there was no ground, there was no ceiling. It was just the ever expanding, ever contracting void of creation, which is a really challenging place for our limited, um, temporal bodies, our human bodies to be in. And so he had a really challenging time in that place. And one of the thoughts he had, and I hope I'm telling his story correctly, was like, okay, well, now that I'm here, let's see if I can find my ego. Let's see if I can search within my psyche and find my ego and see if there's, you know, something that I can contend with, or maybe I can shed some layers from it so that my soul can come forward a little bit more. And he went reaching for his ego and there was nothing there to grab. It was a complete illusion. And the way that he tells the story is like, you go searching to destroy your ego and there's nothing to be destroyed. And I was just like, holy shit, man. Like everyone's talking about these egoless states and complete presence. It's like, there's only presence. It's not 
it's not without ego. It's not your soul coming forward. Like it's, it's only presence. And what we recognize as presence is someone's ego being out of the, out of the way. But really it's like them being without limitations and our quote unquote ego structure provides limitations for us. So I found that really interesting. And on that last night, I really felt that in my body of like, oh, this whole game is just filled with paradoxes, like up is down and left is right and black is white. Like everything is all like all backwards here. Even the spiritual teachings are backwards because it's like you want to go on this journey to find self-love. There's no self-love to be found out there. It's like you go on the thing to find it to only realize you had it all the way back there. And you go on this journey to solve this mystery and solve the riddle of your life. And what does it all mean? And it's like, there's no riddle to be solved in the first place. There's nothing. It's just like, and I know that that's not helpful for anybody because it's, it's, it basically means that you have to do something or, or be something until you experience that and know it in yourself. And I think that's what the spiritual teachings are pointing towards, but the way that we morph and shift you know, spiritual texts or even power versus force. Like the way that we take that and go, Oh, this is what this means. And this is what it means for my life feels completely backwards. Cause it's like, we, we pretend that the map is the territory, but you can only experience what the map is trying to show you. And instead we're talking, we're talking just about maps and that's not the thing. The thing is your experience. So yeah, I might have just said a bunch of complete nonsense right there that makes no no logical sense, but yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, no, and it's real and what I'm getting from it is just like what makes the most sense is that it doesn't make sense and that's okay. Yeah. You know, that almost feels like the way because we learned so much through like these paradoxes and these contrasts Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason it feels like that's the human experience like that's what we're here to experience and i don't know if we would be able to come to the same conclusions Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for taking the steps and realizing that like that's the experience and you have to go through that yeah. in order to get to where you want to go. But also you don't have to go through that. Yeah. It's again, that in itself is a paradox. Like this whole, the thing that I think the mind's not supposed to understand it. No. And it, it tries to, because it's, I like, it's like the mind. Yeah. It's so, it's so wild. The thing that kept coming up after post, um, reality implosion where I, everything stopped and I felt whole like that moment, everything following that for the next few hours was just realization after realization, after realization of all of the paradoxes where everything. And it was so clear in that moment. And I'm struggling to articulate it now of like, it was so clear how everything, like you think it's going this way and it's actually folding back on itself and going the other way. And you think that this path means this thing. And we put all of these labels on, on experiences or these ways of being and all like all of it folds back on itself. Even, even life itself, like even your existence and even the way that you perceive the world. Like we talk about 
we talk about like source and this creator and all of these different things. And that idea in and of itself is a, is a paradox because there's no separation between our experience and the witness of the experience that we would call God. There's no separation there either. You feel it in your day-to-day life. You're like, I am totally separate from that thing. God is watching me right now and this is fucked up. And <laughs> like, I don't think I'm doing things the right way. And there's no, like when you really feel that in your body, there's no difference between the thing watching, the thing doing, the thing not doing, the thing experiencing, the thing dying, living, being born. Like, yeah, there's no separation at all between any of those things. And, and I'm not talking about the, we're all one kind of, you know, new age spiritual thing that I think is kind of a bandaid in a lot of ways. It puts, that's another box that we're putting things in to, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful message that we're all of the same vibration. We're all of the same signature and that there's no separation between humans. Like it's beautiful. And that in and of itself, like it's all, it all folds back in on itself and makes, there's no end to it. So I think that, yeah, like it definitely like provided more clarity to my life than any experience ever, but it also kind of broke my brain a little bit where I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to hold on to this. Like this is just in the moment, pure experiential gnosis, like to be in such a state that I could have these realizations. And I was like, I'm not even going to try to write this shit down because it's just going to, it's going to fold back in on itself. I mean, even as you're sharing the story, you're probably just capturing the essence of all the downloads and information that was coming here. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Like it's so, yeah, it's, it's almost like a disservice to attempt to get back to that place right now. And that, that experience is a paradox because it's like, Oh, I had complete gnosis and embodiment and realization of this core fundamental truth that I felt like was the most important thing that I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I could feel it change my body forever. Like I can still feel maybe not to that, you know, extreme degree, but I can still feel that feeling in my chest now, even as we talk about it. But then the paradox is like, that journey is going to end. You're going to return to your place and you're going to do it all over again. And there's no holding on to it. Like it's another, another part of the path is to have the thing and go, Oh my God, I get it forever. And then to go, boop. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am. I'm in the, I'm in the airport now and I'm hungry and tired and I don't want to see people and our flights delayed and I'm upset. And it's like, wow, this is, this is funny, you know, to, to realize like, I think even, even Ram Dass, like up until the end of his life was going through the same shit that like he never got there, quote unquote. He never got to the place where that everyone's trying to go to, you know, a hundred percent of the time, like no one has had on some base level, like no one has had an impeccable score in the game. No one scored perfectly in the game yet, but maybe the point isn't to score perfectly. So everybody has scored perfectly. And so that's another, another thing that just fucking breaks itself as you try to, as you try to understand it. Like if we, if we tried to write a book about this, we would probably go insane 
because we would realize every single rule that we try to put out would have this antithesis that proves it wrong and proves it right simultaneously. And every, like, that's, I think what's so cool about this stuff is that it's endless. It's just like, ah! <laughs> like it's just infinity, infinitying all over itself. Yeah. What it feels like is there is no there and we just came to experience all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then in that, you know, that you're going to go searching for it all over again and to at least have the clarity now that like it is a thing that's somewhere within, I don't even know if it's within me. Like it's, it's, I guess it's found in the present moment, you know, like, and, and I know that sounds cliche, but like, maybe that's the answer is that it is, it is found in hyper presence and hyper fullness of the moment. You know, like there's no, thoughts leading you astray. There's no desires pulling your attention elsewhere. There's nothing to be done. There's nothing to be gained. There's nothing to be lost. Like that, that is the state that I was experiencing. And in that state is the fullness of all the realizations that are possible in life. But you can't keep that forever. I don't think. And I think that that's in a lot of ways, primarily what I've been chasing this whole time is like, I wanted to do enough work on myself to stop the work forever and be like, I fucking did it guys. I love myself. I love the world. I don't want anything anymore. I can just live with presence and create from this unbiased place and just watch magic unfold in my life. And even that is as of now, as far as I understand an illusion, because it's like, that's not how, existence here in 3d in our 3d world seems to work you know so yeah man it's a lot to unpack and this is really like the first time i've been able to talk about it and like recollect on it because it's just been every time i've tried to talk about it it feels like i lose a little bit of it and this feels like it's coming back now but in you know, the immediate moments following that experience, it was just kind of like, wait a minute, hold on. No, no, no. That's not what it was like. <laughs> it was just starting to go back into nothingness again. Almost like the reaching and the grabbing and the searching outside yourself for the thing again. Right. Yeah. Like starting to back create in that space. more fog. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, like I was, I thought I was going to clear out the fog that was there and it was like the act of going, no, 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 I have to hang on to it. No, no. I, I totally remember how it feels. I remember how it feels. I don't, you know, I don't need anything anymore. I'm not going to get hungry. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to get tired. I'm not going to want to have this success or create this thing like it. Yeah. It's really, really fascinating to feel into that. And yeah, I don't know the, like the thing that we were talking about was um, it seems that everyone's like searching for an answer like that there is, what's the meaning of life? It's like, maybe there is no concrete meaning of life. Like the, the riddle and the answer are one and the same. Yeah. And so, and they're also imaginary at the, not imaginary, but like illusory at the same time where you go looking for one thing and find another and you find one thing and get a, another thing to look for. And it's just constant, like it's madness. 
And now I, I kind of understand and have a lot of empathy for people that don't even want to begin this path because maybe a part of them knows like, eh, it's going to be fucking crazy and it's just going to go on forever. So I don't know. I might just stay put. Like I kind of get that even though I don't necessarily support it. But then again, I guess you have to support it because what, like, what are you going to do? Force them to go figure that shit out on their own? Yeah. I think there's a way that you can support what other people want to do and honor that it's not the thing that you choose to do because yeah, you, you've had both, right? You've had just like chilling the comfort, not going after yourself, not coming to understand yourself, going on the path. Yeah. And then you've had the experience of going on the path, trying the new things like fucking mm-hmm. getting destroyed by the paradoxes of this whole game mm-hmm. anyways. And this one's a bit more fun, you know, it's a bit like I can laugh with it now. Like it's not, it's, it still feels challenging, but like I can, I can laugh with the absurdity of it and, and be more along for the ride now or it doesn't feel like such a, Oh God, I'm going to like, I'm really, I'm really going back to ayahuasca. Oh fuck. It's going to be so fucking hard. I mean, it's going to, I'm just going to get my ass kicked all over again. And I'm just going to full on resist the whole thing the whole time. And now it feels like I can kind of approach those things with like, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to get my ass kicked, but like, I'm going to get my ass kicked either way. And I know that when I'm called to something, I can't avoid it. Like if it, if the call truly emerges, I have to do it. Like there's no way around that. Um, and with discretion, of course, like some calls happen and I'm like, Ooh, and then I think about it for a little and I'm like, that's not the way that's for sure. Not the way that's some delusion showing itself in there, but to at least now be able to approach it with a little more like gentleness and a little more lightness and just be like, Oh wow, this is a fun way to continue to spend this, this journey feels really good. It feels like way less of a way less of a burden of responsibility, you know, cause we like people love to be martyrs. Like I'm doing this work to save the world. Cause if I save myself, I save the world. And then they put this immense burden on their shoulder. And I don't know if that's entirely necessary at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I even like feel my back tensing up as you're speaking that because I definitely have had that perspective of like, well, I've done so much work and now I feel this responsibility to like bring that to the world as well. And maybe that's like this archetypical hero complex saying like my dad really fucked up and Mm -hmm. wanting to like save him for so long and then realizing I can't save him and then just like look into the next thing that I felt like was fucked up and that I could save and yeah. being like, Oh, the planet. Now that's up and yeah. we're saving. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's, that's huge to recognize. Cause I think that a lot of people stay in limbo in that state. Like again, it's, it's grasping for things. It's wanting things to be different than they are. And what it felt like that experience was showing me was, the magnitude of change that can come from a state of presence and a state of wholeness is far greater than any effort, any like immaculate, immaculately executed plan or any magical spell that I could cast on a person or, or, you know, an event or something like that to make it 
so much better than yeah. it is. Or forcing something to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And instead recognizing like, oh yeah, these are like the, all the, all the pieces of your life are, are perfectly placed there. Like, and I know that's hard to connect to because we all want some things to be different or some things to be better than they are. But like, it's all, it's all lined up perfectly whenever you really look at it, you know, like it's, and I can feel myself resisting saying that right now. Cause I'm thinking of like three things in my head of like, Oh yeah, but it'd be way cooler if those things were changed. You know, it'd be way cooler if I actually did this thing instead. And be way cooler if the uh, number in your bank account was a different number, right? Yeah. It'd be way cooler if yeah. you had your truck back, you know, like yeah, so many yeah. things. hundred percent. And the, the funniest thing is, um, I like, I have changed those things before and no long lasting, happiness or satisfaction has come from any of those changes. You know, like I have gone and completed the ceremony. I have made a lot of money. I have done, you know, this, I have made this success. You know, I have, I have, I've done the things and like none of it has brought that core satisfaction to my life, you know, and the core satisfaction now feels like it feels like a wellspring that like once something is once that's opened within yourself, like you can then learn how to cultivate that more. And that that's the thing that you're tending to, you're tending to your internal garden. And then with that overflowing love for life and love for the world and love for yourself, then you can choose to act and change those things. And it'll be, I feel like from that place, things flow a lot easier from that place. Like the, like if, if someone listening to this right now is struggling to change their financial situation, I would offer that it feels like changing the internal situation is a far more like not long-term, um, sustainable solution than to beating your head against the wall, trying to make some business plan work or make something work like put create the internal resources within yourself and that overflowing abundant place within yourself. And then watch as whatever business thing you're doing feels completely effortless, feels completely like everything that you're doing is now just a non-negotiable part of it where it's like, yeah, there's going to be tons of challenges. It's not going to be easy quote unquote, but you know that you can do it and you know that it's necessary to do it, but you don't, you don't desperately need it to work. And so you're unconsciously sabotaging different things at every Mm -hmm. turn because you know, that empty part of you feels like you don't actually deserve it, you know? So yeah, that's the kind of shift that I'm in right now is seeing how faulty my like operation manual was for the past 26 years (laughs) man same yeah yeah and and just switching that internal structure to already realizing that you're abundant and you're wealthy Mm -hmm. no matter how much money you have or how well your business is doing you know like if you need to like write it on a piece of paper all the ways that you are wealthy from like even just being able to fucking wake up like uh-huh. having feet that work, being able to go outside, mm-hmm. having food, having a place to sleep, like even 
the like lowest percentile of people in the U.S. when it comes to how much money they have, it are richer than a lot of people in these third world countries. And so many people in these third world countries already see themselves as so wealthy because they have a lot less yeah. and they're not so bogged down. But if people listening are looking for a book that helps shift um, their consciousness from one of scarcity to wealth mm-hmm. and abundance, uh, a happy pocket full of money. A happy pocket full of money is mm. a really good book. Yeah. And I think on like a base level of energy, referencing power versus force again is a great one because I think when I, I've heard, I heard about that book probably like two years ago and it didn't really click, even though I really trusted the person recommending it to me. Every book they've recommended it to me. Previously was amazing. Was it Austin Floyd? It was Austin Floyd. How did you know that? <laughs> um, because we talked about power versus force two years ago. There you go. So yeah. he, <laughs> that's so funny. He was like, dude, I'm telling you, it cha- it's going to change your life. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And I think it's because, you know, if anyone listening is cynical and dismissive of things that will help them, like I have been and still am in a lot of ways, uh, I think the idea of power versus force is it's so simple that you're like, yeah, I get it. You know, you want to cultivate power instead of trying to push against things that don't actually work. But if you think of it at a deeper level, power is abundance. Force is scarcity. And force is not just pushing. It's grabbing and pulling and reaching and striving and stretching yourself thin and it runs on limited resources. Force is like, force is those days where you feel like you can't get enough coffee in your system to keep going and you have so many fucking things to do and everything is draining your energy and everything is annoying and everything is burdensome and nothing seems to be working out like you're doing so much, but nothing seems to be getting done. We've all had days like that. We're like, man, I was so productive today. And you can go to bed after days like that and give yourself a pat on the back for being a good boy. But we all know that that's not like one of those fuck yeah days where it feels like that, that, that wellspring of energy within yourself is just, is, is pulling you towards things and things are being pulled towards you. You know, you go, you go to the park and an eagle feather drops out of the sky right in front of you and you pick it up and you're like, wow, that was meant for me. You go, you walk down the trail and you see your best friend and he tells you, Hey, we're going to this thing later tonight. And you're like, cool. I have a couple more hours of work to do. And you go home and you just fucking smash it and you're energized by it. And then you go to the thing and you meet someone that's like, Hey, I actually want to hire you for this. And it feels like, it feels like you're on fire and you've done absolutely nothing. There was nothing that you did other than cultivate that force within yourself or interesting slip right there. Cultivate that power within yourself to allow (laughs) that to unfold, you know, and that's easier said than done, obviously, because it's like, okay, well, how do you cultivate that? How do you, how do you even walk in that way? And what it feels like is that there are thought forms and actions that are generative that like it's like life force feeds more life force and life force calls in more life force like it's magnetic and it's attractive and replenishing where it's bringing things in and it's also giving to the world around it 
and force is a very finite means of acting in the world. And it's, it's a lot of looping, um, self-defeating thoughts. It's a lot of, you know, trying and, and failing. And it's a lot of like spending energy and not getting anything in return. And we all know when we've walked in those two different places, because there's a very clear difference between those two. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. We covered a lot of ground already. Yeah. And that was, that was actually a really good distinction between power versus force. I mean, like I'm even thinking about the days where I've been really concerned about the money in my bank account and I'm just like reaching out to people, reaching out to people, reaching out to people doing, um, just all these conversations to like sign new clients and it doesn't really work that way yet. The days that I'm like super relaxed, I've like eaten well, I've taken care of my body. I got some good sleep. Yeah. Um, I will end up having just like synchronistic connections, signing a client that I wasn't even expecting to sign like people coming my way that want to work with me. Yeah. And then also happening to just like run across my mentors, people that like I've looked up to and just feeling like, Whoa, Holy shit. Like yeah. I am in line with these people yep. and I don't have those days when I try to force a bunch of stuff. No, not at all. I mean, I, I can share a story recently that I have, I have resistance to sharing. Um, I think a lot of people look at my life. Like I said before, they look at me and they see like the happy very energetic, very inspired, um, very, uh, I guess prolific would be a good word. Like that. I, I do, I do a lot, you know, I do music and video and make courses and got married and have this house and blah, blah, blah. Like people look at my life through Instagram and think that it's one way. And recently this is actually like the brokest I've ever been in my life. You know, like save for when I started my first business six or seven years ago, that, that that was like actual brokenness. Like there was no wealth in my life. I was just like, fuck, like, what do I, what do I do? That was a very intense, um, period of life of like true scarcity. And this is, this is just bank account scarcity of feeling like, oh shit, how am I going to make these things happen? And I learned my lesson from previously facing this a couple months ago and now finding myself in a similar situation. And I was like, I'm not going to panic. I'm just going to like, I'm going to figure it out. Like maybe I may not, I might not make this payment on time, but I'm just going to like see where it goes. And maybe it doesn't make the most sense for me to go on this trip right now that I planned a few months ago. Um, maybe I should stay here and just grind and just work. And I had this internal feeling of like, no, no, I'm just going to see what happens. It might end really poorly and I might regret it. And maybe this state of not striving and not grabbing and reaching for things and like really being, um, what's the word when you're like hungry, when you like, you're like scrappy, you know, when you get like, there's a time and place I think to be a little scrappy and like get down and do the work. Um, but I decided I wasn't going to burn myself out. I wasn't going to burn bridges trying to make, trying to make ends meet. And I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to burn bridges by 
reaching out to people and pushing myself on them and being like, you need my expertise and my services right now. Don't you right now? Like today we could, if you could just Venmo me in advance on this thing, I don't care if we're not going to shoot this video until a month from now. I, right now, you know, like I wasn't going to do, <laughs> yeah, do that sure. shit. Um, and sure enough, three, three jobs, three different things that cover a various amount of my expenses and then some just materialized out of nowhere. And I was like, huh, I'm, I'm really fucking taken care of. Like I'm really not in a bad spot, you know, and it's going to take some faith to allow those things to come into fruition, but to really feel in myself like, Oh wow. So I didn't scrap. And actually three things that I'm extremely excited about came up. It wasn't just, Oh yeah, I can do that for money. It was like, this actually sounds super dope and I'm excited to go along on this. It's, it's really remarkable to feel that and to feel that shift come about where it's, it's no longer, how do I describe it? Like, yeah, it's no, it no longer feels like a grind. It feels like it's, you know, the, the tracks are being laid well in front of the train as opposed to laying the very next track over and over and just mm-hmm. being in cause I, I, like I was burning myself out. Like I was getting, getting sick. I was getting tired. I was getting depressed, like all these different things. And so, um, you know, in a few months I'll probably have a different perspective to share. Cause this is a relatively new shift for me. Um, but right now I can, I can feel that path emerging where it's like stability and and grace and not having to scrap and claw for things, you know, cause it's very noble. Um, but a lot of people, I think it's misplaced nobility to, um, say, Oh, I'm going to fight and, and claw for my, my family. And it's like, there, there's a time and place for that for sure. To really like pull out the stops and be like, fuck it. If I don't act now, I'm going to make this, I, I'm not going to be able to make this happen. Um, but to do that your whole life or to do that for multiple years, like, I don't think that that's yeah, sustainable. You're going to destroy yourself. You yeah. Know? And we you're going to start to resent the things that you worked so hard to create. I found that in myself. I was like this fucking house and these fucking dogs and this fucking, Oh, like how, like, what am I, what am I doing here? This is ridiculous. This is so much pressure. And it's like, I created all that pressure on myself. I created all that, all those delusions of, feeling like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time and none of the opportunities were opening up. And it's like, dude, that was all my doing because I was acting from a place of force. I was acting from a place of limited resources that, that do not replenish themselves, you know, and then needing to force replenishing myself. Like that's another, another paradox in the game where if you spend all of your energy and all of your money and all of your, time acting from a place of scarcity, you will then have to force space in your schedule and in your life to take care of yourself. Like you'll have to pry that into your day-to-day life. And I think that's where people, you know, they are, they say, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to go to the grocery store. Like I have to, I have to do it this way. It's like, that is a, it's a forcing. Yeah. And even if your life is monetarily abundant from that way of being like is what's paradoxical about this is it's not a one size fits all 
glove in this equation because there are a lot of people that act from a place of force that make a ton of money. There's a lot of people that act from a place of force that have a really healthy body. But I think that to have a holistically thriving life internally and externally, like to have a body that thrives, a family that thrives, a career that thrives, a, you know, spiritual path that thrives. Like, I don't believe that you can make all of those from force. You can make maybe one of those categories work. And then that's the category that you show off. Like I, I see it a lot with people where they, it seems like they have some great thing that they're constantly pushing at and constantly putting all their energy towards. And that's the thing that they hold up and they're like, look, I'm fucking ripped. Look at me. I did it. And it's like, well, how, how great is the rest of the dance, you know, for you, if that's where all your energy is being directed towards. And so, yeah, I think that the most sustainable way is to learn how to learn how to cultivate that, those resources within yourself, learn how to take care of yourself, learn how to like, call in things in life because I do, I do believe that in that place of not striving and in that place of being on the path and with that power carrying you things materialize in an instant for you. And it's not about like you being this divine center of the universe manifester that deserves all of your dreams to be instantly manifested. It's like, that's just how things are. You just, you can, you can do it. You like, you absolutely can. And it's a part of the dance to learn what works, what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you said, it's not a one size fits all. I do think there are laws of the universe that Mm -hmm. I don't know. Subject is the right word, but are applicable for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and then from there, it's kind of figuring out like what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But ultimately being able to feed yourself, not just food, but energy and, and supporting your system mm-hmm. because it seems like our body is like a conduit yeah. for whatever we want to attract and magnetize and experience yeah. and to have the time where you have self care and, and take care of yourself and do some stuff with the business and also connect with people that you love. Like this seems like a way to have a more holistic, sustainable life that continues to not only excite you, but bring more things that continue to excite you and then continue that same sort of cycle. Yeah. You know, like, are you going to attract a lot of things that excite you if you're always feeling fucking low and scarce? Mm, no, no, I can, I can tell you from experience. Absolutely not. Like, and so that, that come down that I was referencing earlier of being in the airport and, ah, oh, there's no food that I want to eat here and, um, our flights delayed and we don't know if we're going to make the connection now and all these different things. Like I had to really surrender to that experience to allow it to unfold in the end perfectly. But there was a moment where it felt like because I had crashed from that experience of wholeness and now I was feeling want and feeling, you know, like I was tired and that I needed coffee to fix that or, or nicotine, or I just needed space or I'm going to use this massage chair over here. Like whatever thing I was trying to use to bring that state of wholeness back to me, it felt like it was just bringing problem after problem, after problem, after problem. And then there was a point of just fully surrendering into the experience and, um, 
things had, had felt like they had gone so poorly to the certain point. And we were getting off the first plane like two and a half hours later than we were supposed to. And fortunately our connection had been bumped back almost the same amount, but not quite. So originally I think there were about 50 minutes between the two flights, which is a pretty tight connection when you think about the 35 minute boarding time. So it's like, okay, we don't really have that much room for error here. And I remember the plane landing, getting internet back on my phone and being like, Oh, the next plane is boarding right now. And if we don't get to the thing and I was doing the math and then the pilot announces, Hey, our gate is occupied. We're going to have to sit here for a little bit. And I was like, Ooh, all right, there's a, this is fucking tight. This isn't going to be, this isn't going to be good. And being like, okay, we can do this. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. And like finally surrendering and finally letting go and looking at my phone and being, being like, we have three minutes to make it off this plane to the gate. And the gate is fortunately right here. It's only a few gates away from where we've landed. So we don't have to get on a train. We don't have to do all these different things. And then I get a notification on my phone saying the flight's been pushed back five minutes. And I was like, okay, now we have seven minutes. Now we, <laughs> now we just <laughs> might, we just might make it. And then the ding comes on and everyone stands up and I'm like, okay, if we're going to, if we're going to make it, we're going to make it. There's no other way around this. And then to just like fully let go and not be the person that pushes forward on the plane and goes, my experience is more important than all of yours right now. And I need to push past all of you and cause a fuss, disrupt everybody's experience so that I can be four minutes earlier to the gate than I need to. And then to just with laughter, like get off the plane when I was supposed to and start jogging to the gate and being like, okay, now's the time to, to push it a little bit. And just, I might run to this gate and get closed out at the last second and to just be running through the airport with a smile and to get to the gate and they haven't even started boarding yet. And I'm like, wow, this is so, <laughs> this is so funny. And from that point forward, it was just, smooth sailing. Like it felt like I could finally relax after realizing that, you know, and, uh, yeah, just to circle back to what you were sharing before the one thing that comes up, like when I was little, my dad dropped this like sage wisdom for me that I still remember to this day. Um, so when I was really young, um, we were relatively poor growing up for the first, like probably six or seven years of my life. And, um, then we had this kind of like hockey stick of wealth with, um, the business that my dad was working on that he spent a ton of time building finally like took off in this really powerful way. Like it was going, it was starting to do better. And then all of a sudden it just like jumped And I don't know if that's accurate from his perspective, but from my perspective as a six year old, it was like, Oh shit, we moved. We're in this big house now. And now we have this nice truck and the house is being renovated and we're going on vacation. So like all these things changed in to me, what felt like an instant. But when we were in the, um, and I, I wouldn't say that it was that we were poor, like that's a, an easy way to describe it. Um, but we were in that place. I remember something brought up being rich or being poor. Like I started to understand what rich people were like. 
And I asked my dad if we were rich and he was like, absolutely we are. And I don't believe that we were on a monetary, monetary scale then. And I was like, what do you mean? Cause we don't look like those people. And he's like, yeah, we don't have to. He's like, we're rich in love. We're rich in family. We're rich in sunlight. We're rich in food. We're rich in experiences. Like there is wealth beyond money in life. And I was like four or five years old being like, fuck yeah, dad. (laughs) And like, it's, it's true, you know? And that's, there's a, I think there's a famous Bob Marley quote. that's like exactly like that, where someone asked him if he's rich and he's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I'm not. Or like, like, do you make a lot of money? And he's like, what do you mean money? He's like, I'm rich in ways far beyond money. It doesn't matter. What you're talking about is, is, uh, a drop in the bucket compared to the wealth that I have in here. And, you know, all all these things are cliches until you feel them internally. And you're like, Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, that's what they've been talking about the whole time. Yeah. I mean, once you start to experience how resourceful, do you want me to close that window? No, it's fine. You're good. Yeah. You just have perfect sunlight shining into your eyes. I know I feel angelic and I can totally speak with my eyes closed. Beautiful. Yeah. Just once you start to realize how resourceful and wealthy that you already are, um, despite the number in your bank account, and it can be kind of difficult when you're feeling super scarce and you don't know if you're going to be able to pay for life, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Seriously. Um, I mean, just like my own personal share, like this is also, um, the lowest my bank account has been. Like I was in a position where I paid rent and I had like a few hundred dollars left in my bank account coming up, um, for July. And I ended up, um, having a session with Kim because like, it just brings so much value to my life. And, And she and I did voila. And what came up was just like, having the universe be my payroll, knowing that like, that's the one that's writing my checks. I don't need to force all of these things, especially as an entrepreneur and just like letting that be the co-owner of my business and what Mm -hmm. I'm creating. And dude, I've like always been supported. I've always had enough food. I've always been able to like pay my rent. I've always had exactly what I needed Mm -hmm. when I needed it. Yet I've been so fucking wrapped up and only having like a few hundred dollars in my bank account. But then looking at every other aspect of my life being like, holy shit, I've never been so good at my practice before. Like that within itself is amazing. Like I'm really disciplined in my routines and waking up and taking care of my system, drinking clean water, like my community and the people in my life are amazing. I live in one of the most desirable cities in the world. Yeah. With, yeah, like to connect with that for a second, like that's, I mean, that's a huge, I'm sure that was a huge breakthrough to finally realize that. For sure. Put the, you know, we see, we see people that have made it. And just real quick to, to, to finish that off, to feel how good that feels in my body is going to make me more attractive to the money and the clients that I'm calling in anyways, you know, to just like feel that. Mm -hmm. That's empowering. It's very powerful makes me feel sexy knowing that I already have all of these things. Yeah. And money's going to find me way more attractive when 
I'm already feeling the wealth and the resources that I have as opposed to being like, fuck, I only have $300 in my bank account. Therefore, yeah. I'm a piece of shit and I feel low and I'm going to be depressed or, you yeah. know, what have you. And if you need to have that feeling, go ahead and feel it, you know, like let that emotion move through you. Yeah. You know, like the lifespan of emotions, if we just let them move, is only like 90 seconds to 120 seconds. Yeah, which is pretty wild to you. You feel like you don't want to grieve something and then you do and you have this like super hard cry for like 12 seconds. And you're like, oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've been holding on to that for two months, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. And the... You know, it's it's a pretty, like, gangster feeling that I've started to become accustomed to now of talking with someone and not giving a flying fuck if they say yes. And just being like, here's, here's the thing. Not even pitching someone. Like, someone is curious about, you know, like, hey, what would it be like if I, if I hired you for a video thing? And just speaking my absolute truth, not tiptoeing around money or the logistics or what it will actually look like and having them go, that sounds amazing. And I'm like, cool. The last time I had this conversation, it went terribly. Cause I was like, so, uh, <clears throat> uh what's your budget for this? That's <laughs> <laughs> not enough for me. Uh, you know, I'm going to do it anyway, but I'm going to hate it the whole time. You know, like that's, that's not a, that's not a place to, to be in. There's no, there's no wealth of, of experience or, or wealth coming back to you to live in that way. And I think that it's kind of interesting. There's like a, a trap almost in, there's a trap laid out for people like us in, in the quote unquote spiritual community where when you know the difference between those things, like, you know, there's only, at least for myself, like, I know there's only one way that things are going to work out now. And I think that's beautiful because now that that's going to force the cultivation force again, the wrong word, but that's going to, yeah. That's is there only way that things that. work out? I mean, to me, it feels like it feels like I can force it. I know that I can do that, but instead facilitating a life of attraction and facilitating a life of fulfillment and power and mm. internal validation. Mm. Okay, that to me, that to me feels like the only way. And there's, you know, a hundred, there's infinite ways that that way of being unfolds that are completely different and, and varied. But I know that the core, the core way of being that, at this point, I've seen that there's one way that works out a lot better than the other in that regard. Um, yeah, man, that's that's it. Yeah, that is it. And I mean, like, dude, just connecting to so many of these books on wealth consciousness and like hearing podcasts of people that have done the thing and are embodying this feeling of already having everything that they need and being resourceful mm -hmm. and then more of uh the external response to the way they internally feel yeah it, it does feel like that is the way to yeah. just continue to come back to to keep honing refining and um we all have these creative success mechanisms within us that works 
much like a torpedo. And a torpedo doesn't end up getting to its destined or it's always a few degrees off of where its destination is until it just reaches its destination. Hmm. And that's how our paths work as well. Hmm. So being able to course correct and see in real time, and this gets better the more you practice, but being able to get that feedback from the world and be like, okay, you know what? This is where I was in more of a scarcity mindset. Now I can like oh, course correct okay. and like bring myself back into what feels like alignment. Yeah. And so what like feels that. like that wealth mindset and resourceful mindset and just like having everything that I need. But we learn so much through this contrast and course correction mm-hmm. um, that oftentimes to know that we're on the path, we have to fall off the path. Mm, I love that. And so it's almost like the parabola of that torpedo gets like tighter and tighter and more and more like an actual straight line as you learn how to trust and learn how to listen and, and hone that, that ability. Cause what we were talking about, like you being always taken care of is getting to the destination that you were so far off and your arc of that torpedo shot went way the fuck over to the left. And it did eventually come back to the place where you realize, Oh my God, I've been taken care of the whole, the whole time. And everything worked out exactly as I needed to, but I panicked and tried to do these different things and made mistakes along the way that that's taking the torpedo way off course only to end up in the exact place that you were meant to. And to learn that the cultivation of power and the cultivation of trust is to allow the torpedo to go straighter and straighter every time and more on course every single time so Mm -hmm. that it doesn't feel like such a drastic departure away from where you were because yeah i mean for me like a couple months ago i was like i've never been further away from doing anything that i've wanted to do in my life like i've never felt further away from the thing you know i've never felt more lost even though i thought i was doing everything that i wanted to do, but actually I was just forcing myself to do things that I thought I should do. And that's, that's its own, you know, kind of ass backwards way of living is, you know, logically forcing yourself into these scenarios because you think it's going to work, but there's no, there's no feeling or internal wellspring of inspiration there. You know, you're kind of, you're letting your mind try to figure out the equation and not allowing your heart to pull yourself towards the destination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Big time. Yeah. And maybe, you know, like as you're moving forward, you end up 20 degrees off of where you're headed and like what your visionary destination is. Right. And then you keep taking steps and then, few months down the line maybe you're only like four degrees off yeah and then before you know it you are you know just like you imagined Mm -hmm. playing in front of twenty thousand people Mm -hmm. main stage at coachella 2030 coachella you know like like whatever you want yeah um but i have no doubt that we're going to end up where we're being called to go. You know, like I don't feel like we're getting all of these messages and downloads and like 
visceral feelings of what's possible within our body mm-hmm. just to end up flipping burgers at in and out or something, you know? Yeah, like, and to be like, oh my God, it was all a delusion the whole time. Like, that's, that's one of my biggest fears in this that I've learned more and more to relax is the fear of being delusional and being like, oh shit, like, I... I, I said and felt all of these things and it was all a lie the whole time. And like, I do now really feel what you just said, like that there has to be some, something that, that, and it doesn't even have to make sense. It doesn't have to be, you know, a uh, you know, that every single download and, and premonition and guided experience that we've had, it doesn't have to end up being exactly that for it to be real, but there, there's some whisper, there's some perfectly orchestrated thing going on under behind the scenes. And I actually, I had a dream about that. Um, like last week, I want to say uh, probably like eight or nine days ago where I was watching a thunderstorm uh, or a lightning storm with this like sage character and we were standing at the bank of a lake and I was looking up into the sky at all the stormy clouds and the lightning was striking in these perfect geometric patterns, like, you know, symmetrical slashes across the sky or this perfect grid of dots, like all these things. And this wise man that was with me said, you think that it's all random but in all of this chaos is perfect order. There's per- it's perfectly synchronized. Everything is perfectly laid out for you in all of the things that you're misunderstanding is chaos. And then I looked down at the water that was thrashing around and, and splashing everywhere from the crazy wind coming through. And all of a sudden it started to perfectly mirror itself and create this perfect s- symmetrical mirrored pattern of water splashing around and I was like oh oh yeah so that's how I woke up that day feeling like damn it really excuse me like it really is exactly as it's supposed to be and to have that to have that trust cultivated within yourself is easier said than done but when you can get to that place of true faith in how your path is unfolding I mean that's that's that grace of the present moment, like the infinite abundance of trust is, I mean, to me, far more valuable than having a full bank account, you know, to be able to trust like, okay, it's all, it's going to come together. And it, because it's not even, it's going to come together. It already is together. You just can't see it yet Mm -hmm. because you're desperately searching for something outside to validate your experience, you know, and that might be your, the number in your bank account increasing that that's like, Oh, okay. We're safe. Like you're looking for that to feel safe. And the the entire time, the safety is within Mm -hmm. like the whole time, all the markers of, I did it. My song got this many plays on Spotify. I fucking did it. And it's like, no, I felt the magic when I was making the song, the work is done, you know, like there's nothing more to be done. If anyone gets it, then great. But like, I had the experience of making it and 
it exists now for people to listen to. And it's, it's time might not hit until 10 years from now. Like we don't know how these things work, but we're so preoccupied on instantly being validated by the experience and instantly being told that everything's going to be okay by external stimuli, but that's not really how it works. It's like you confirm, you confirm like the external stimuli and all the things in the external world confirm that everything is okay more often when you already feel that everything is okay on the inside. And it's not even a, you know, one day I'm going to make it. It's like, you fucking made it. You're right here. You're alive. You did it. Like, stop. (laughs) There's no other marker other than these stories that you're comparing yourself to. Yeah, you woke up. That's the biggest win. Yeah. You know? You woke up and you're you're conscious and you're lucid. You can think. You can feel. You can experience. Like, you did it. There's no... There's nothing more that you need other than your nervous system works. Congratulations. Like you, you're one of the lucky ones to be honest. And that's, you know, that's, I mean, it's, it's a, it feels hard until you realize how beautiful that is. Like to me, that realization felt hard where I was like, damn, I've been putting so much power outside of myself this whole time. And I've been looking for all these things that we're never going to fill me on the inside when really like I won the game already and there's actually no game to be won in the first place. And again, going back to those paradoxes, like I woke up in the morning, I can think, feel and experience. I won. Like that's, it's tough to let all the stories of what success means and what living a good life means fall away. But when you do, it's a lot more fruitful of a life. Yeah. And they just fall into place, right? Like when you're just able to cultivate that feeling within you and let the universe write the story of your life, Mm -hmm. bro, that's freedom. Yeah. You know, because it's going to write the story of your life better than you could possibly do it yourself. And it's going to put all of these twists and turns that end up coming together in perfect union that you can't see in every single present moment. Mm -hmm. Yet eventually, in the present moment, it just clicks. Yeah. 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 100%. And And I think what most people don't understand is that you're brain and subconscious don't know the difference between your internal world and your external world. So if you can create that Mm -hmm. feeling internally already of being wealthy and resourceful and abundant and taken care of and supported and full of life and vitality, then the external world around you is going to reflect the same. Mm. Yeah, that's a fact. But we're always trying to change the external in order to change the internal, but that shit doesn't work like that. You have, it is 6.45. My intuition was telling me to check my phone. Yeah. And I guess, is that, is that time you need to get going? Yeah. It's just about time for dinner. I mean, like, like you said, man, we could riff on this forever and we were going to talk about, um, videos and creating stories that matter. This actually has a better roadmap in it than anything I could speak to in that realm. Yeah. You know, cause this if you're able to get through the, the babbling and, you know, trailing off and trying and 
I think the, the things are error. power and paradox, you know, yeah. I think that's what we both clearly needed to work through today and communicate yeah. about. And yeah. those that listen to this are definitely going to need to listen to it. Yeah, man. And that like, this helped me, this really helped me integrate that experience that I had a few days ago because it was like, I mean, the, oh, just the, and, and like all of our words fail and it's, it, I know it's some, you know, poetic cliche to be like, the words can't describe it. I'm so deep. I just feel so deeply, but it's like, it's true. If you really connected to, even if you're not a particularly deep person, like those feelings that have just blown you away, there's never going to be words that, and that's the, again, another paradox. And that's the thing that I was looping on with all the people there. And I was like, look at us just like throwing shit at the walls and like screaming right now, basically with our words, when we all fundamentally know the experience I'm trying to describe and people are giving their feedback on, you know, what that is and adding more and helping me understand it more deeply. But we're just like, screaming about it when we all there's nothing to be said like we all get it you know at, at some level and that's what i love about podcasts that's what i love about books and you know when people share their story is like we're all like trying to remind this structure in us that like has to forget like it ha it's there someone actually slid into my dms a couple months ago and said such a beautiful statement. I was talking about, um, I posted an Instagram story about, uh, forgetting and remembering like that I had forgotten and that was in this hellish place. And that, then I had an experience where I realized, Oh, it was heaven all along, you know? And they said, um, forgetting is a feature, not a bug in the game. And I was like, Oh, that's good. That's really good. Cause it does, it does feel like that. And that's what all of these words are. That's what every spiritual master is doing by writing or speaking about their experiences. Like they know we're all going to forget like over and over and over again, we're going to forget. We're going to get upset. We're going to feel scarce and constricted. And, you know, we're going to get tired and angry and selfish or whatever the thing is that, that holds you back from experiencing that state of wholeness. Like you are going to forget and that's okay. And like this, is great because for the past couple days, you know, since that experience, it's felt like, Oh, I, I forgot, you know, like I didn't really forget, but I, I somatically forgot. And then you have a conversation like this and you get back there a little bit and then someone hears this and they get back there a little bit. And yeah, we just get to keep doing this, I guess for eternity. I don't know how this works, <laughs> but I don't, I don't see an end in sight and to just, let go of there being an end to the game is terrifying to, for my, <laughs> for parts of me, but also so beautiful mm -hmm. and such a, like such a yes, like such a full body. Yes. Of just like, okay, okay, here we go <laughs> into infinity and just lean back into it. And yeah, man, I love it. Yeah, it's the eternal game, man. And yeah. I'm so grateful to dance it with you. Likewise, brother. Um, I love you so much, man. I can't wait to listen to this podcast again. Yeah, and I love to you too, man. Thank you for... Do it in another year, you know? Yeah. If that. Yeah, if that. I mean, literally, whenever. Just let me know. If you're uh, 
if your audience digs it and you dig it, I guess it doesn't really matter if they dig it. It's really if you dig it, you know, because that's how you create the best content is if you're if you say a fuck yes about it. You know, if you're if that's your internal feeling, then you got it made. Yeah. And that was a good reminder for me um, because, you know, I have found myself looking at the numbers of the podcast and be like, oh, fuck, yeah, that one got like almost 400 downloads and like shit this one's only got like 60 downloads and like just checking the metrics too frequently and not coming back to the feeling of like am i integrity within the conversations do i feel fucking good when i drop into the podcast Uh like that's what's important and if the numbers grow in a few years from now as opposed to right when i release the podcast and that's okay because like this brings me so much joy And I love who I'm becoming in the process of creating the thing and having these conversations and feeling like I actually um, have value to offer and I can bring people in that really energize me and Mm -hmm. and give me new perspectives. And I feel like that's what matters. That's what's actually going to make this thing what I feel like it can become. Yeah. And let that be a lesson because that's, I mean, that's true. And if you take, if you take Joe Rogan's story of how his podcast started that he apparently, and I, I tend to believe him that he's not concerned with numbers and not fixated on things. But for the first few years of the podcast, he had no idea how many people were listening to it. And then suddenly it clicked that it was like a worldwide phenomenon, you know? And he was like, Oh shit. And he looked at the statistics and was like, wow, this, I can't believe it. I've just been, I've just been doing my thing. I wasn't even concerned about it. I was just having conversations with people that I love or that I was curious about, or, you know, I felt would add value to my life and that I could learn from. And all of a sudden there's millions of people obsessed with the thing. And, you know, that's, that's a a huge success story. And maybe there, maybe it's not about millions of people. Maybe the whole time this is about your journey, you know, and the whole time this is about you doing the thing. And as you continue to do the thing, more and more people get involved and learn from it because it's so genuine and it's not about like, I'm going to create a crypto podcast and I'm going to have this ad strategy to generate, you know, this kind of income and it's going to be very tight and polished and very like canned and unnatural, but it's going to be super successful. I've crunched the numbers and I'm, I'm very certain that I'm going to, I'm going to nail this, like have fun with that. That's, you know, that could be your way of being, but um, (laughs) I definitely don't resonate with it. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like me, but what does feel like me is just having genuine conversations with people that either love already, I'm curious by, Mm -hmm. and just want to learn from and and letting that be enough and knowing that if it's supposed to blow up, then it will. And if not, that's okay because I just love doing the thing. And I mean, like even the podcast title, the line to mastery, I was just going to reference that, bro. Like it's, that's what I initially made the podcast for was my own path to self mastery. And then having people come on and talk about their own. Um, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And to tie that into the original intention of this, to talk about stories, like that's how you tell good stories. Don't tell stories because you read how to structure a story in a book tell your story and like, and do it well from a place of like genuine, not compassion, genuine 
enthusiasm. Mm. Yeah. That's how you tell good stories and you get better at it by just fucking doing it. So yeah, man, thank you, bro. You're welcome. Of course. You're so welcome. And thank you. Um, yeah, you're just such a fucking good brother. Thank you, brother. Grateful for you. Endlessly. Endlessly grateful for you as well. So much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode, for making it through this conversation, for gaining the value and the lessons and the love and the wisdom that this episode had to offer. It was such a pleasure, such a gift to drop in with my brother Wyatt, to record this conversation and to share it with you. If you gain some value out of it, share it with a friend that you feel like will also connect. And yeah, last thing, if you feel called to the Athletic Performance Accelerator, we launch July 19th. Have a few more spots. Reach out to me on Instagram. This is the cheapest the program will ever be. And I'm just so fucking grateful to have the opportunity to create something that I know is going to create transformation in the lives of those that go through it and have something so near and dear to my heart, like highlining, become a tool for me to create a business around, especially a mindset business. So just feeling the blessings, the gratitude for the gifts and the opportunities that I have in this life. And so grateful to be me. I love you all. Come back next week for another episode of The Line to Mastery. Peace and love.